0: This episode of Nintendo SwitchCraft is brought to you by patrons just like you. Support SwitchCraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Hey everybody, I like to start the episode off with feedback. So if you have feedback for the show, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do that. Um, Just send me a, a message on Twitter. Uh, that's at runjumpstomp. You can email me. That's runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can join my Discord channel. Just go to uh, mute my phone. Uh, just go to uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, and that will get you uh, an invite to the Discord channel where you can go and we have conversations in there all the time. Well, this one came from Discord, and Super ad, Wrote in and he said, "So I'm really into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and part of me wants a nine, but only if they drastically change it up. If they don't do that, we might as well just get DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I totally agree with what Nintendo is saying here. I, I kind of parroted the same thing last week, or not last week, but last episode. And I think that if Nintendo brings out Mario Kart 9, it will hurt them in the long run." at least if they bring it out on the Switch. It seems to me like Nintendo may be going towards this model of bring out the title once on a platform and then support it. Smash Brothers. They brought out Smash Brothers on the Wii U and 3DS and they supported it with a bunch of DLC. They did the same thing with uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U and now we've got the same version on the Switch, which is great. Um, They're doing it with Zelda, and my guess is I will bet, I'm not sure, but I'm going to bet that we're going to see the same thing with Super Mario Odyssey. They'll bring out Odyssey, and then they'll release new worlds for us to go to, which is awesome. I like this, because that means I'm not buying a $60 game over and over, and I'm not waiting between releases. And... It incentivizes people to hold on to their games because if there's DLC coming and they've sold their game back to GameStop, then they might miss out. Especially if it's a game that they really liked. So I think for Nintendo, all around it's a win. And for consumers, I feel like it's a win as well. I mean, what are they going to do to Mario Kart 9? That's not in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We already go underwater. The cars drive upside down. Sometimes they fly. There's a battle mode in space. What can they add to Mario Kart 9. To make it different. Than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I really don't know. I don't know that there's anything that they can do at this point. Of course. Nintendo is that company. That. Always surprises us. So we'll see. Thanks so much for writing in Super Nintendad. Hey, Paisanos! It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! There is going to be some features missing from NBA Playgrounds. I told you guys that I was going to be picking this game up on Tuesday. I may talk about it on Thursday. And at this point, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up. Although, that was my that was my initial reaction when hearing this news. Now, let's actually... Let's skip past the headline. Uh, the headline is NBA Playgrounds Lacks Some Important Features at Launch. And then the subheadline there is, is that what it's called, a subheadline? I don't know. Uh, but the subheadline is Online Play is Iffy. That is a scary headline. And this is from Polygon. Uh, so going through and reading the actual um, article. It says that, and by the way, the 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 company that's making uh, NBA Playgrounds, which if you don't know, NBA Playgrounds is basically an NBA Jam style game where it's two on two basketball, arcadey stuff. It's not a simulator game, which that's my kind of sports ball, you know. And it's from Saber Interactive. Uh, They said, and it's being released on four platforms: Nintendo Switch, of course. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it here. Uh, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. Uh, however, at launch, the Switch version is going to lag behind its counterparts in one major area. It'll have no online play. Now, at f- when, when you first read that, you're like, oh my god, really? What is going on here? But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It says Sa- Saber will patch the in online functionality a few days after launch. So that's that's not really that big a deal. A few days we can wait for. Um, but there's, there's more to it than just that. It, it, apparently that the Nintendo Switch people aren't going to be the only ones that have to wait for some stuff. Uh, so let's dive into the rest of this article. However, just before I go any further, the article does say that they're targeting a frame rate of 60 frames per second on all four platforms, so that's awesome. That does mean that we're taking a hit on the graphics because like, there's no shadows in the game, which kind of makes it look weird, but I don't know once it's moving around if you'd really notice it. You really notice it in screenshots, but when I've seen videos of the game, it's never really jumped out at me until somebody pointed it out. So now that I've pointed it out to you, you can all be angry at me for pointing it out. All let right, right, let's, let's move on. Uh, things that we're going to have to wait for. Uh, First off, it's going to offer four-person local multiplayer games, which is good, Uh, two versus two, all playing on the same system. But if you're going to be playing online, you're going to be limited to one-on-one. Saber says that they're going to be patching in two-on-two online functionality after launch in an early update. Now, we don't know when this early update is. Uh, That's all that they've told us. There's two more things that they also mentioned. Um it has online matchmaking. Uh so basically you play on a leaderboard and that's going to be the only way to get into online games. You're not going to be able to invite people from your friends list when the game launches. This is This is just dumb. Uh let let's keep going. Let's talk about the, the other stuff and, and we'll talk about what's going on here. Uh, and then it says aside and it says that they're going to be doing that in a post-release update Uh, then they went on to say aside from one-off games um, NBA Playgrounds is also going to allow tournaments but tournaments are not going to be out at launch either now when I read all this it sounds to me like there's a guy in a suit who is in charge of a bunch of people who are passionate about making games, probably. And these are probably people who played a whole lot of NBA Jam back in the day, and they loved playing that game, and they wanted to make a game as like a an homage to a game that ate a whole bunch of their quarters when they were kids. And then this guy in a suit, who's probably got a business degree, and does not give a crap about video games, he's coming in and he's like, listen, we're going to launch this, at this on this date, and probably the, d- the dev team is saying, but it's not ready. We've got more stuff that we have to get done first, and whoever the suit is is saying, too bad, we're launching now anyway. Now, I don't have any inside information. I don't know if what I just said is true. I'm, I'm telling you just what my gut is telling me, and my gut could be wrong, for instance, my gut thinks it's a great idea to eat donuts. The rest of me knows better. Well, NBA Playgrounds, it needs more time to cook. I think I, th- I really do think that with missing all of these features at launch, um, not not being able to play online with your friends, you know, not having online at all on the Switch at launch. Although a few days, that's not a big deal. Um, just delay the game. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the quote that Shigeru Miyamoto has said and a million other people have said before a delayed game can eventually be good, a rushed game is forever bad. Although that's not one hundred percent true because of patching. But you don't want the first you don't want the first impression that somebody gets with your game to be a bad one, you know? You want it to be a good at first impression. And when somebody downloads that, I mean, not everybody follows this stuff as much as uh, I do or somebody who's listening to this podcast does. Somebody just sees it on the eShop and downloads it and tries it. And then they're like, I can't can't play with my friends. There's no online play. The tournaments aren't here. Where's all this cool stuff that, that most games have these days? And that's a problem. That makes your, your game company look bad. That makes your game look bad. And if it launches with these missing features, I was I was playing Mario Kart the other day, and I was actually streaming it when somebody had pointed this out to me. And so I kind of looked, I was reading the article between races, and I kind, it <laughs> it's funny, uh, I was reading the article between races, and then a race came up, and I started, and I forgot to hit that that gas boost button at the beginning and I started out basically in 10th place in Mario Kart and it felt to me like that was a perfect analogy for what's happening here you start out in 10th place you have a chance to start out in first you just don't join that next race just wait and join a race join a couple races later and maybe you'll start out in first place But when you start out in 10th, it's a whole, it's a lot harder for you to get up to first than it is to maintain first. And I feel like that's a really good analogy. It's my analogy, so of course I'm going to think it's a good analogy. But I think it's a really good analogy for what is happening with NBA Playgrounds. They're forcing themselves to start a race before they're ready for it. And so they are going to start out in 10th. And that means they've got a lot of work to do to catch back up to first in order to then win. If they just waited a few races and and start out a little bit better and remember to push that A button right when the uh, the 2 on the countdown is flashing, and if you've played Mario Kart, you know what I'm talking about, then I think that they'd be way better off. But right now... I don't know if I'm going to get it tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Tuesday when it comes out, well, then I don't know if I'm going to get it today. Are you? Are you guys interested in getting it? I want you to write in and let me know, what do you think about the features missing at NBA Playgrounds launch? The online feature where you can't play online at all on the Switch for the first couple days, that really is not a big deal to me. They're patching it in in a couple of days. That's fine. I can wait that long, but not being able to play with your friends and and then them saying that they're going to patch it in at a later date to be determined, that's a little fishy to me. That's a little shady and that's a little, that tells me that they're not ready. And if they're not ready now, will they be? If you've ever listened to the show before, you know that I'm a big fan of Splatoon, I played a lot of Splatoon on the Wii U. I was never very good at it, but I liked playing it, and I had fun. My son also, big fan of Splatoon. He's better than I am. Uh, loved the single-player stuff, although that's not what this is about. This is all about the multiplayer. And if the news comes or came out today, this is Monday, by the way, that Nintendo is changing the Splatoon map rotations from four hours to two hours. If you did not play the first one, Let's say you're one of the people that skipped over the Wii U version and you're jumping in on the Switch. Uh the way that Nintendo did the map rotations in Splatoon was really weird. What they would basically say is that every 4 hours they would interrupt everybody. And they and and Callie and Marie, which were the two like spokes squids for the game, uh they would come on and they would talk a little bit about, "All right, uh, right now, we're doing these two maps for this game type, we're doing these two maps for this game type, and we're doing this map for this game type. And those would be the only maps that would come up for the next four hours. Then four hours later, they'd interrupt everybody again, and they'd tell everybody what maps were playing. Now, I don't think Nintendo ever confirmed this, but uh, part of me always suspected that it was because they couldn't keep all of the maps... Like, it was it was something that they could do to keep the maps uh, loading quickly. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, and we, a lot of us were hoping that when they moved from the Wii U to Splatoon, I'm sorry, to the Switch, that Splatoon 2 would not have this. They would just go through the maps like, all right, just randomly select a map, load it in, and let's play. Well, they're not doing that, but they are improving it. And I guess I can be happy that they're improving it a little. Uh don't get me wrong. I love the splatoon. I love splatoon, and I think that it's a great game. It's just it has a couple of weaknesses. and one of those weaknesses is the map rotations. Well anyway they're they're reducing it from four hours to two hours. So now you're gonna have a greater variety of maps that you're gonna be able to play on uh, because what would normally happen? I mean, who played I, I don't usually play splatoon for more than 4 hours. So I would sit down and I would see maybe one or two maps the whole time that I'm playing. May uh, well not one or two. I'd probably uh three or four maps because probably I would sit down and it's not like it started the 4 hours when I sat down. Maybe I'd catch the tail end of it and then I would jump into the next set. But I would never see more than two sets of maps. So now there's I'm much more likely to see more than two sets of maps. Although still, with two hours, I think that's a little crazy. I think maybe it'd be better off... I mean, the matches only take, like, I think it's five minutes for a match. So I think it'd be better off them just doing it once every hour then. And I think that that would be much better than even two hours. But, I mean, I'm not going to be happy until they just have it so that it's a random map every time. Or let us vote on the maps that that we're going to be playing. So are you going to be playing on Cuttlefish Crevasse, and I just made that up, I don't know if that's a real one, or Squid Central, I, I think that they like alliteration, I'm not sure. Um, you know, let me pick, kind of like in Mario Kart 8 where everybody picks um, from a set of of maps and then it chooses one randomly. I like the way that that feels, I think it's fun and it's always really exciting when the um, when the little thing is, is scrolling by and it picks your map and you're like yes it, it that even feels better than when it lands on somebody else's that picked the same map as you so i like that feeling and i i don't i i wish they'd bring that to splatoon wow 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 there's a couple of really cool things um it's weird i did not think that i was going to care about street fighter 2 or, or okay let me in my goodness let's start over so the the new nintendo 2ds xl you know how i think that that has a stupid name well that might not be nearly as bad as ultra street fighter 2 the final challengers (laughs) i mean it's just a stupid name but street fighter 2 I had a lot of fun playing Street Fighter 2. I had it on my Super Nintendo, and I played it a lot. And when they announced that it was coming to the Switch, I thought that I would be more excited for it than I was. I was like, oh, Street Fighter. And then I was like, yeah, that's Street Fighter, whatever, you know. But now that it's getting a little closer, my hype level is rising. That that little hype bar that's going across the bottom of the screen is uh, filling up for me. And and uh, when, when the game comes out or is actually released, I don't know if I'm going to be able to resist. Now, there's a couple reasons why. One of the reasons I've never really or not been excited for Street Fighter is because I don't, like playing fighters like this these days where you have complicated moves to input but they're going to have a a mode where you can just tap on the screen and it executes the move and now some people might think that that's uh, playing the game for you I'm not one of those people I think that fighting games shouldn't be about the manual dexterity of inputting or of memorizing and inputting Uh, commands in order to get your character to do something fancy. I personally think it should be more about timing. All right, is this the right time to use uh, the Hadouken or the Shoryuken or the Yoga Fire, you know? So I'm excited about that. Um, That being said, I also tend to play my Switch docked because I stream a lot. And I don't know that I would stream Street Fighter because I would I would it would be embarrassing how badly I would do. That being said, let's talk about some other features that are being added that sound really cool. Uh, first off, it, the game is going to be using HD Rumble. I'm very excited about that. HD Rumble is great. Uh, right now, there's only a couple games that really take advantage of it that I have. One of them is Blaster Master. Blaster Master. Man oh man when that thing goes off like you feel it and it's really cool it, especially without even telling you anything about the game at the very opening scene when you start the game it shows like your your tank that you're going to drive and you, you know fire comes out of the back of the tank and it goes flying out in front of, and um you feel it in the in the controller as it's moving away from you Uh, slowly fade down and this is this is something that that you've seen before uh, in games where it's variable rumbling but this is such a there's so much precision there that it feels really different and gosh i can't remember what other game that i was playing but but i you could feel the uh, hd rumble moving across your console like as something went from oh it was blaster master again i just remembered So there are scenes in the game where you are out of your car and moving around uh, as just a person, and it's like a top-down view, and there's these waves of water that are going by, and you can feel them on the left, like if it's coming from the left-hand side, you'll feel it in the left Joy-Con, and then... As the water approaches, like this is before you can even see it on the screen, as the water approaches, you feel it getting more and more intense in the left Joy-Con. And then it moves across the screen, and then your right Joy-Con starting to pick it up, and the left Joy-Con starts to drop it off. And you can really just feel that water crossing your screen, and it's really, really cool. Well, uh, HD Rumble, which is awesome, I really like it, I am a fan. Uh, it's something you have to feel to really understand, and it's awesome. Uh, But HD Rumble is coming to Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challenger's uh, ridiculous name. Um, And it says right here, harness the power of incredible special moves with the Joy-Cons HD rumble feature, feel the Hadoken shoot across the screen and across the palm of your hand or unleash the Shuriken as you feel it spin up inside the Joy-Con. I think that sounds really cool and it adds an element to the game that was never there before. This is something that's exclusive to the Switch and I'm looking forward to it. Uh something that I'm you know, I'm a little indifferent about but still kind of cool is the color editor. Uh, you get to completely customize your favorite Street Fighter characters, um, so you can make your characters look however you want. You can make Ken look like Ryu, you can make Ryu look like Ken, and I think that's really neat. They also have these uh, po- multiplayer modes where you are uh, you can team up with a friend against the computer, which I think is very cool. Um, that's that gives you a way. To play with another person who does not play video games all the time, and you can work together to overcome the enemy. Now, I talked about this on the last episode. How I think it's important for game developers to give to to easily onboard new players. We talked about how Mario Kart does it really, really well, where it's very. Um, I can't think of the word that I used last time. Um, it's very approachable. That's not the word I used last time, but it totally works. Uh, it's a very approachable game, but it also has depth. Having that multiplayer mode in the game is very approachable, but also has depth. So I think that's really good. Um, it also it says that there's a whole bunch of different co-op and, uh, and competitive modes, and they also have seamless drop-in, drop-out functionality, which is really great. I love drop-in, drop-out. So you're playing and you can get challenged online. I think that that's going to be awesome. Um, and you can do the same thing because they they say that they, they support. Um, you just take the Joy-Con off and hand it to somebody. Uh, being able to play this against somebody just when you're out and about is really, really cool. I I like that idea. Uh, so you, you don't have to have extra controllers with you um then they said something about uh tv mode place the nintendo switch console in the dock and play it on oh yeah that okay so this is just advertising right here so let me scroll past that um then there's the arcade it this is the this is the mode that i actually spent the most time playing it was just single player which it's weird i'm curious do you guys play single player fighting games like, I play single-player single, fight, single player fighting games. I enjoy them that way. I still, I also enjoy fi- playing against people, uh, mostly uh, Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcade. I played that a lot, used up a lot of my quarters there. Uh, but at home, I played mostly arcade stuff uh, for Street Fighter. Um, and then, of course, they've got Versus, and then there's the online, and then they've got the, the, the Way of the Hado. Which is motion sensing nonsense, where you're, you know, you're trying to do hadokens against enemies in the first person mode. I'm not interested in that, even at even a little. Uh, they also said that there's fight requests, which I guess if you enable this in the menu, nearby online players can challenge you to a battle when playing in arcade mode. That's kind of cool. So basically, you're just like. You've got a Switch, you see somebody else with a Switch, you just turn on, you don't have to say anything. Um, you can just turn on Fright Requests, and if they're also playing Street Fighter, they will jump right into your game, and just like they put a quarter into an arcade cabinet, which is awesome. Um, it's also going to feature replays, which is very cool. This is a thing that I, uh, you know, as a streamer, I never really appreciated it until I was became a Twitch streamer, and that is. Seeing something that happened to you before um the best example I can think of was I was playing um, Zelda and uh I had come upon a Lionel and I fought the Lionel and I died many times and then I finally overcame it and somebody who was watching uh clipped it on twitch and uh you can you can see the whole thing the whole fight again and I actually went back and watched the fight again and I was it was really cool to see, oh, man, there was something that happened right at this moment that I never noticed the first time around. Or if I had watched for that, I could have probably defeated him easier. Um, it's it's kind of cool. And this, um, this uh, replay feature, uh, it says here that you can skip through rounds during playback, too, so you can find that super combo finisher more easily. I really hope that there's a way for them to upload this stuff, to a server later on so that you can show off man look at this awesome combo where i was juggling my enemy and then i unleashed a super combo at the very end that'd be really cool uh they've got a whole bunch of characters as well as um basically palette swaps of evil ryu and violent ken which i think is Uh, ridiculous. I think that if they were going to say that they had new characters, they should have actually made new characters, not just palette-swapped Ryu and Ken. Although maybe Violent Ryu, or no, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken, maybe they play differently. I don't know. Um, But are you guys looking forward to Ultra Street Fighter II, the final challengers? I am surprised to say that I am. Very much so. Um, Especially since um, Pocket Rumble still has yet to come out and we haven't heard anything from them. I am looking forward to Street Fighter 2 and you and I online are going to fight and you're going to win because I'm bad at these games, but it's going to be fun. I'm a number 1. Minecraft is coming to the Switch this week on Thursday. Um and there's just a couple things that we want to make sure that we know about. First off, the worlds are going to be 13 times bigger than the Wii U, which is awesome. Uh, still not as big as it is on the uh, on the PC or on the Xbox One or on the PS4. Uh, they did say that the game will run at 60 frames per second. My guess is that the way that they're going to do that is that they'll probably bring in the draw distance so that you can't see as far. Uh, so on the PS4 and Xbox, uh, the games will look the same as they do on the Switch, but you'll be able to see farther. Which is kind of an important thing in uh, Minecraft. Although, you know, everything that we've seen from it, it still looks pretty great. Uh, They did say the maximum world size in Minecraft for the Switch is going to be medium, which is 3,072 blocks by 3,072 blocks, which is huge. I mean, that's still really, really massive. And uh, because on the on the Wii U, PS3 and Xbox 360, that was 864 by 864. So that's a big upgrade. Um but the PS4 and Xbox 1 are 5120 by 5120. So still it's not qu- I mean those are it's not quite half the size of Xbox 1 and PS4, but still it's a lot smaller. Um that being said, running out of room in a Minecraft game really isn't something that I've ever seen happen before. Uh, the game does support four-player split screen and eight-player online play, uh, and it comes out on Thursday. So, are you guys excited for it? I'm not. I really don't care about Minecraft coming out for the Switch. My son is really excited for it. Um, they did say in the future you will be able to take your uh, your worlds that you've built on the Wii U and import them into the Switch. They haven't said when that's going to happen, and they haven't said how that's going to happen, but. They said that you're going to be able to do that in the future, which is really cool. Um, I, it surprised me that they're doing that. That was one of the things, and I talked about this on the show before, that my son was very upset when we when we ended up getting the Wii U version, and I couldn't figure out a way to get my his Xbox 360 worlds onto the Wii U. Uh, he was really upset about that. Uh, so hopefully we won't be getting, I mean, hopefully he doesn't notice it right away because I don't want to get it for him until after you can transfer the worlds forward. However, you know, at 30 bucks, it's, it's, I've bought Minecraft many times and it's worth buying every time. It's a great game. If you've never played Minecraft before, having it on Switch and being able to take it with you is really cool, but in my opinion, the absolute best way to play Minecraft is on the PC, where you can have mods. So I mean, it's it's kind of tough for you to decide there. I just I think that I think that you'd be better off getting it for the PC. But having a portable version with real controls is also a very compelling idea. Are you guys gonna get Minecraft for the Switch? Let me know. Which way to go? Good time. All right, well, I talked a lot longer about Street Fighter Two than I thought I would, so I don't really have much that I'm going to add in for gameplay today. I've been playing a little bit of Mario Kart 8, and other than that, I haven't really had time to play any games between, uh, I, like, I, I streamed Mario Kart 8, but between last episode and this episode, that's all that I've played is Mario Kart 8 and a little bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris with my wife, who consistently kicks my butt. Um, but anyway, that's all that we have time for today. If there's a story that I missed, you can let me know by sending me a message on Twitter. That's at Run Jump Stomp. You can use the Ask Switchcraft uh, hashtag on Twitter. You can email me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, just make sure to use the subject line Switchcraft. You can give us a phone call, 260 Run Jump. That's 260 786 5867. We'll play it on the show. Um, if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's all kinds of fun ways that you can do that by buying Doc socks, to joining the Patreon, to using my Amazon um, affiliate link, and all of those ways can be found by going to runjumpstomp.com/support. If you're looking for free ways to help, uh, just give us a review on iTunes, and um, you know we want to hear from you. A review is huge, and it helps us get noticed. And it, you know I'll read the reviews on the show. So anyway, thank you so much, and I will see you guys next time. And maybe we'll be talking about NBA Playgrounds, but maybe we won't. I haven't decided yet.